0: Hey there, welcome to Faith Talks, and eLife podcast. I am Pastor Kelsey.
1: And I am Devin McCaskill.
0: And we are super excited to dive into our Relationships Revisited series. Uh, if you were listening last week, you know that last week we kind of, we, we set the table. Right, we 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 set the table. We did a relationships intro, but uh, this past Thursday in service, we were joined by special guest Pastor Chris Davis. He brought yes, the word, yes, and uh, and he he really kicked us off on our first kind of real week, diving into some of some of the context for this week. What did what did you think? Just general thoughts, like thumbs up, thumbs down on last week's service.
1: It, it was two thumbs up. Two thumbs. Know. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, How many thumbs do I usually get?
1: Uh, about one and a half
0: (laughs) like (laughs) a a, yeah okay
1: you always got to give it out for the special guest i
0: agree i agree and i'll be honest with you as much as i love i absolutely love to troll pastor chris he is like he's like one of my favorites so uh I, i respect him as a pastor but also as someone who gets to see him be a husband and be a dad and all that good stuff like i know that this series you know, between him and Victoria, like we're in, we're in great hands. So, um, just for anybody who forgot or someone who wasn't able to join us this past Thursday, basically, Pastor Chris pe- preached week week one of relationships revisited and so his message was kind of like twofold basically uh the main the main thing that I asked him to do in the front end I said hey I want you um as a husband and as a man I would love for you to share um kind of some principles on biblical womanhood Right. So what is does uh, the Bible define as womanhood? Uh, how does that compare to culture and maybe even some stereotypes? Um, and then also to just give some practical sound advice for anybody who is wanting to have a healthy marriage in the future. Like, what does it look like to become a healthy spouse? So uh, that, that's kind of the, the gist of it. But we're going to dive into it a little bit deeper today. So just first things first, Devin, what were like what was one of your main takeaways from what Chris was saying this past Thursday?
1: I really like how he introduced like himself and how his story, finding his wife. So becoming a married man is a big step. Yeah. So you have to make sure your relationship is good with God first. So he was really doing a deep dive into how he met his wife and what was going on before that and how he was at Bible college going through the worst season of his life. Yeah. So it kind of shows like... That you have to go through the dark to get to the light. Mm, and hallelujah. God is the light.
0: Oh, oh, come on now. You know?
1: <laughs> so, like, me being a single person, I have—I don't think I've been through the darkest dark yet. Yeah. But when I get through it, you know, I, I got God on my back. So it's going to be something slight.
0: Okay. So, so for you, it was hearing... Just the the real and the raw, which is I think important because one the world loves to paint the picture of like the Disney princess romance, which at this point most like ninety nine point nine percent of people like we just know that that's not true. Right. But I think even in the church, when you meet certain couples and you know them only from a certain perspective, it's really easy to just kind of like like filling the gaps for yourself of this is what your life like it must be so easy it must Blah 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 like you see a great relationship and assume that it was easy to get there um and so for you it was it was encouraging to hear about the difficulty and almost like set more accurate expectations for yourself in the future
1: yeah it had like a realistic aspect to it so like i could put some circumstances like in my own life yeah of what he was talking about
0: okay so relatable yeah okay okay um, I would say for me, when I think about, like, one of my one of my favorite things that Pastor Chris said this past Thursday, um, and this was in the section of um, the message where the question was, hey, like, what are three practical things that anybody can do to become a healthier spouse in the future? And I think it was his last point, but he said that you should have a vision for your spouse. Do you remember
1: that? Yeah, goal-oriented. Goal-oriented, yeah.
0: yeah. So have, have a vision for your spouse. In other words, like, Like, don't – and this is so – it happens all the time. Like, we think so much about relationships in a certain regard, but we don't think about it always, like, in the most helpful ways. Like, we think about what we would want out of a relationship. We think about, like, I don't know. Like, I I want somebody who is going to, like, be a good companion or blah, 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 blah. Like, I want a good or fun marriage, whatever. But we don't always, like, dive down into, like, okay, but what are the elements or the aspects of that person – that are actually going to make that possible. Like, we think about and like, like what we want, but not necessarily the person that will help us to get there. Um, and so I love what he said about having a vision for your spouse. What are the specific things, especially when it comes to like godliness? Like, what are we, if we can't define it, you won't know it when you see it. And most importantly, you won't know it when it's lacking. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I
1: remember like the one part he was like, don't go for the guy that's, you think's gonna serve sooner Ooh. go for the guy that's serving right now yeah so it was, was like,
0: uh it was a, it was a good illiterate it was a, a purpose over potential I think I think that's what it was something over potential yeah do you do you feel like that happens a lot that you see people uh, like settle for like or like you whether it's like church or just the world right do you feel like you've seen a decent amount of people who they're with somebody because of their potential
1: yeah of course And especially when, like, people go in through dark times. They're like, yeah, he's going to get better. He's going to do this. Like, nah. Like, he's going to stay the same unless, like, something happens in it.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's huge and I don't want to, I never want to make like stereotypes or, but I'm going to make a generalization right now. So I, for anybody listening, this is a generalization. I'm not meaning this to apply to every single man or every single woman, but I will say at least in the the people that I've been around, the situations I've seen, I do feel like it is, I have seen more stronger Christian women who will settle or be with somebody who has like the potential and they're they're like just trying and hoping that they're going to be the one to bring it out. And then in reality, that's not what happens.
1: That's how you get your like hopes down. Like this isn't Build-A-Bear Workshop. You can't <laughs> go build a guy like the perfect dream guy. Like no, like you're not God. You can't shape somebody into what you want them.
0: Yeah. From from the mouth of Devin, this ain't this ain't Build-A-Bear. Um, but I, I think my favorite, I will say along with that, my favorite illustration, which is good because I think it's good even if you've heard the same thing before, to hear it presented in a different way is always helpful. I really liked the illustration of, it was like a physical one, so we can't like... You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm going to explain it of if you're, if you're already walking in your purpose, right? That, that, that was the point is like, don't wait for somebody like just go because one of the reasons that will help you is if as a single man or woman of God, you're already walking in your purpose and you already have a certain stride, a certain pace, right? When someone tries to come alongside you and partner with you, you'll be able to gauge whether or not you're moving at the same speed, right? Ideally, Ideally, you want somebody that, for some reason, it's cool because this hap- this happens in like sports, right? In cycling or whatever, when like two people come together, and even if they were like going the same speed, they'll start going faster, right? And not that, and for some of it, I think is like the mental side of you're working with someone you don't want to let them down, whatever. But also like science, whatever. So I think ideally, you're wanting someone who, when you come together, you're both running at such a speed or moving at a pace that. You actually move faster. You're doing more for Jesus than you did on your own. But also, just as important, if you're moving at a certain pace, you'll know when someone starts to slow you down versus if you're just standing still, you're not doing anything. Uh, You're kind of just maybe doing your bare minimum of like, I'm a Christian and I love Jesus, period. Well, how are you going to know if the person that's trying to partner with you, like how how will you know what kind of pace you guys are going to have if you're both standing still? Right. Right. Yeah, and sorry. that's
1: another thing. Like, it's easier to get pulled down than to bring somebody up with you. Yeah, so it goes into like what I said last week, like unequally yoked.
0: Yes. Do you, Do you? How about this? I'm a I'm i am I'm gonna put you on the spot, right? Because uh, whenever whenever anybody drops Christianese, you gotta be able to back it up. What What does that mean? Most people are gonna know what that means, but for the couple people who are like, I like, wasn't it like
1: about? like the unequally yoked was like, the, how they used like cattle together yeah, and like it was like tied to their neck. So like if you're moving and you're unequally yoke, like you guys aren't going to move in the same direction and it's just going to be a disaster.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm proud of you. I didn't know you were going to bring like the historical context into it. Yeah, so it's a yoke is a metal bar. You put it over two animals so that they can plow the fields together. But if you've got a strong animal pulling with a really weak animal, either the strong animal is going to get slowed down in their pace or the weak animal is going to get hurt because they're going to be getting dragged along in a way that's not healthy for them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, those were our main, our favorite kind of takeaways. Those were kind of our main things. So then follow-up question for you, based off of some of the things that Pastor Chris said this past Thursday, if there's anything that you could – get him to expand on. If there's anything that you would want him to dig even a little deeper into, what would it be?
1: How to get those muscles like that. Stop it. (laughs) Stop
0: it. (laughs) Listen shameless plug if you want to see pastor chris's muscles he has a fitness page did you know he has fitness page yeah i follow him of course you do (laughs) yeah it's called at self-rival fitness i don't follow it because it's one of the ways that i troll him but i love him enough to tell you if you want to see how he does it self-rival fitness i hate myself
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but on a serious note i would ask him like he talked about healing your hurts and how he had to go through the certain darkness like forgiving his parents and all the trauma stuff like that, so putting it into my perspective, how would I go into doing that? Mm. So like similar to him, like my parents' relationship has affected me in my daily life. Yeah. So like I don't really like dating because like I don't see a end goal somewhat. Like like
0: like you don't see what you would want in your parents. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay.
1: So it's like hard because I never had like a a good experience. Seeing a married couple. Yeah. So, like, why would I want something like that? But, like, getting deeper into the relationship that I have with God, I now understand different aspects of why people get married. Yeah. So, like, it's a long-term goal that I'm working towards.
0: I'm really glad you said that because I think and part of this, and you actually, it's cool because you talked about patience last week. But I think that one of the, I don't know. I think one of the mistakes that we make is we sit in a service. We hear somebody talk about relationships. We want to be in a relationship. There's some part of us that does. But then we hear about the process that it goes, like that goes into it. And it's like you hear somebody say, you need the Lord to heal your hurts. And we go, okay. And then we spend like a week trying to get the Lord to like, quote unquote, like heal our hurts. And then it doesn't happen in the right timeline or the, the expected preferred timeline and so then we we can kind of turn to a place where it's like well this doesn't work so I'm just gonna like do whatever I want and so I love the fact that you said like hey it is a journey like it's easy to hear Chris in two minutes or less talk about the things that he went through, talk about the process of forgiving his father. And if we had him on today, like he would tell you like, that's still an on. like it's not like, Boop, and then everything was great from there, right. you know? And so I think, I think it's so good that you said, like from your perspective, sharing some of those things that maybe Chris does in a different way, like it's not an overnight thing. It's not a, I heard a sermon on it and then I went home and I prayed and then tomorrow everything was fine.
1: Okay. yeah and it was like you know how some sermons like they'll just ramble on and off and you don't really get that one thing to hold on to mm-hmm. like to relate to and that was the thing like i could relate to different parts of his sermon and that's why i like when he preaches because it's like we don't have the same story but it's like some similar part
0: yeah and i think yeah absolutely and,
1: and you can't you can't really learn if you don't have anything to grasp on yeah so you like i took that point and i'm reading my bible more And I'm thinking about this more, praying about this more. So like that's the process I go through. I'll grab one thing and I'll run with it.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that.
1: So a question for you. Okay. So this main thing was for the women. And this week coming up is going to be for the guys. Yeah, get ready. (laughs) Get ready. It's going to be something serious. So what were your main things like as a woman in the church? How did you feel?
0: Yeah. So I really liked, um, so he kind of drew one of the, two of the questions were, um, based off of what the Bible has to say about womanhood, how do, how do we get this wrong? Like, how does the, the world, meaning, how do people who are not Christians, um, how does their definition of, of who a woman is and what womanhood is like, how can that get skewed? But even within the church, how does that get messed up as well? Um, and I, and I really appreciate it for one, like he, he made it clear, like he's not, he, he, every woman is not the same and like again like he's not one who's going to try and preach off of stereotypes but from conversations that he's had with women and things that he himself has observed um and particularly i really resonated with he said within the church there is this um there can be not always right there can be this undertone or this perception that women are inherently weak they're not shut up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll beat you up after. <laughs> um, no, I can't I really can't. but yeah and I feel like that is something that I don't know, I feel like that's something that I definitely uh, related to at different points in my life as a woman um, who got saved at like 20 uh got involved in like vocational ministry at like fairly soon um like in leadership blah 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 like i think i definitely did start to see uh even in people that i love that there was this opinion or this kind of narrative and nobody would ever say it out loud nobody would ever say like oh women are weak but and especially like i i spent a lot of time in um central missouri and so even culturally uh, gender, gender norms are a little bit different there. And especially within like certain churches. And so I definitely have felt at certain times that there was this opinion that, um, men are inherently smarter, stronger, better, more holy, more equipped for the things of God. Right. And I'm a big, like, I'm a big believer that men and women are not the same. We're just not. Um, but, but I do like, I've just, I've had the honor of being discipled by so many godly women that can, like, like, run circles around some dudes um, that, that I, I really appreciated that he pointed that out. And I do believe that there are specifically younger women, whether that's, like, girls, teenagers, like, young adults who grow up with that narrative, that there is something inherently secondary about them. And I think that it really does affect the paths that they pursue is even in ministry. So like, I remember, um, being at a conference and just hearing someone say like, Hey, you take, she's like, I'll go to Bible colleges where you take two students who have like equal passion for the Lord, equal giftings. Like they're on a lot of, in a lot of ways they look the same. If one is a man and one is a woman She's like, odds are if I come back in like two years or three years, like that young man is going to be pursuing the path towards becoming a youth pastor. But the woman is going to be pursuing the path towards being a secretary. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with like, do whatever God has called you to do. But I do think that there are women who, because they feel as though they're secondary or they're weak, there are women who would never see themselves as a youth pastor to begin with. Does that like?
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like. The cancel culture. Oh, like, you know how the the hype behind the cancel culture—they're just canceling everything, like TV shows and everything on social media. It's crazy. Yeah. So what you're saying is you want me to call them and bring them to the Stop. church?
0: Stop. No, I mean yes, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean you can, but I but I do think that there have been like. Even in the last couple of years, I've seen people recognize certain things as it pertains to men and women and really correct that. But but I would say that was a that was one thing that I really just appreciated from the perspective of a young woman who who has kind of seen some of that stuff happen.
1: How do you think like that all started? Like,
0: oh, gosh, Devin, uh, I mean, I think it started with sin. Right. I think that sin like Genesis three has fractured our understanding of what it means to be man and what it means to be woman. Um, I think that a lot of that just has to do with, like, culturally, right? Like, yeah, I I don't know. I I think that that's that's like a super deep dive. But I think ultimately, like, it all goes back to sin. And so um, I think that, yeah.
1: If you could have like one thing you could change, what would it be?
0: One thing about what?
1: Like womanhood in the church.
0: Oh, dude. I, I don't know that I would change just one thing, right? Because um, I think that womanhood in the church, for one, like there I don't think that you can have one specific definition because I'll go to certain churches where based off of what they believe the Bible says about women in ministry and women in leadership, the role of women is going to look like A. But then other churches, depending on what their view on the scriptures is, is going to look like Z. Um, and I wouldn't necessarily change that because I believe that, like, we should all be following what Scripture scriptures says. I think—here's what I'm saying. As long as women are truly being honored, I think it's okay that it can look different ways. So, like, I know women who— um, Who would say like, hey, I don't believe that as a woman that the Bible opens up the road for me to be a deaconess or to be a pastor, to lead and teach men. Right. And obviously, I would disagree with that. I'm a female pastor. Right. Right. Um,
1: And a good one at that.
0: Oh, my guy. Um, I would disagree with that. But I would never put my belief, like, I could, but I could see why you would draw that from scripture and I still honor your belief as long as in whatever it looks like within your church, women are truly being honored. So, and so I've seen that happen in like some dope ways. I do think that there are ways that we can get it wrong, but I wouldn't change like one thing.
1: Got you. So talking about womanhood coming up this week, we're going to talk about manhood. Yes. Are you excited?
0: I'm very excited.
1: What are you going to bring a notepad? I'm, I'm not them.
0: as as a as a woman and not a man. I'm just going to sit you there gotta, and watch. You got to
1: take notes so that way you can give them to your God. That's you know? true.
0: You know, from my vision, yeah. tying it all together. No, I'm excited because, um, so Victoria Davis, Chris's wife, uh, is going to be bringing the word. And I just know, for one, I just enjoy hearing her speak. And I know that she has... Uh, seen and learned a lot. Like she's got an awesome story uh in her own right, and so I'm excited just for the insight that she's gonna bring. And I do think that, man, I I just know we also have a lot of guys who are hungry and want to know more. So I'm excited for that reason.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever heard like her side of, you know, Pastor really? Chris's story. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard.
0: It. It's a great side. I'm not no spoilers here. It's a
1: great story. I'm gonna bring my popcorn. Do it. You do know? it for real. I'm be ready.
0: All right. Well, listen, we are going to go ahead and cut it here. Uh, We hope that you enjoyed just our little bit of the conversation, but we do want to remind and invite you into the conversation because next week, next Thursday, uh, we're going to be ending our Relationships Revisited series with a QA and a session specifically towards uh, Pastor Chris and Victoria. But in order to make that what it what it should be, we want to answer your questions. we got to make sure that we have your questions. So I've already gotten a couple, which is really great, uh, but I want to really remind you, you can send those questions into the eLife Baltimore Instagram page, the Facebook page. You can text them to me. You can shout them out to me uh, from from wherever. But as long as you get them in, uh, it'll be a great week next week
1: all right can't wait to see you guys there
0: all right see ya